Judah through Perez, one of the twins that were born to Tamar. A lot of times we get to those passages in the scripture and we say, oh, this is boring. But you know, it's important because who did Jesus, who, who did God promise Abraham the seed would come from? You can trace it all the way. All, now, not every genealogy in the Bible is Jesus's genealogy, okay? Some of them are to prove the Levitical priesthood and some of them are, are just Israel's genealogy, okay? Uh, Jewish people were doing Ancestry.com long before, you know, we were doing it today. And uh, uh, it was very important. But, again, uh, those, so, so in Genesis 38, we have the detailed account of Tamar and Judah. And in 1 Chronicles 2, 1 to 15, <coughs> excuse me, we have the more detailed genealogy of King David. But David is promised, uh, look at 2 Samuel 17. I'm sorry, 2 Samuel 7. David is promised an everlasting kingdom through his seed. Okay? And uh, how many of you remember uh, Herbert W. Armstrong? Okay? Herbert W. Armstrong was a man on television. I think, oh no, I know he's dead. He believed in British Israelism, and he believed that the, uh, the, the Davidic line was now the uh, English, you know, monarchy, and what, it was a bunch of malarkey. But anyway, so um, he knows he's wrong now. But God promises David something. Look at 2 Samuel 7, starting in verse 4. It came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? So what did David want to do? David looked around, he saw how God had blessed him, and he said, You know, I want to build God a house. I live in a castle. Well, not a castle, but you know. I live in this beautiful mansion, and God dwells in a tent. I want to build him a house. And so God says, shall he build a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I can commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? So God had never asked for a house, right? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, uh, that's a small pen for sheep, uh, from, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto a name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more, neither shall thy children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. 
So, David wants to build God a house, but God switches it around and said, no, David, I'm going to build you a house. Okay? Now, this isn't going to be a literal brick and mortar house. Okay? And when the days be fulfilled that thou shalt sleep with thy father, so when you die, David, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thou, thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. And he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So, short term, your son Solomon is going to build me a house. Okay? Long term, your greater son Solomon is going to build me a house. What are we? The temple of God. Right? All right? And um, because his throne and his kingdom will be how long? forever. Solomon's kingdom was for 40-ish years, right? His kingdom will be forever. And I will be his father. He shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before me. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee, Thy throne shall be established forever, according to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. So, so, so God tells David that you are going to have an everlasting kingdom. Your kingdom will be forever. Okay? It will be forever. And... Um, uh, so David is promised an everlasting kingdom through his seed. It obviously can't be speaking only about Solomon and, 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 and Rehoboam and, and others, right? It can't be that. It has to be someone else. So look at Jeremiah 23. One more Old Testament prophecy. Jeremiah 23. Five and six. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereof he shall be called the Lord our righteousness, or Jehovah Tisibkinu the Lord our righteousness. So obviously, he's, uh, what's going on in Jeremiah's time? The kingdom is falling apart. The, 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 the nation of Israel is being taken away into captivity. Um, it, it's the final siege of Babylon and, and Babylon, and they're taking them away. And, and, and Jerusalem is laid waste, and the promise comes, and, and it's rehearsed again through Jeremiah, that an everlasting king is coming to David's family, okay, this seed. So how is this fulfilled? Look at Matthew chapter 1, very first page in the New Testament, very first verses. We've, we've seen uh, verses 1 and 2 already, but look at verse 3. Judas begot Perez and Zerah of Thamar, and Perez begot 
Ezram, and Ezram begot Aram, and Aram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Naashan, and Naashan begot Shalman, Shalman begot Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begot Obed of Ruth, and Oeb, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. Okay? So, so now we have seen the prophecy of the seed through David. Okay? We're not going to, uh, in days ahead, we're not going to follow uh, much more of it. Read the rest of his story. You can see where um, Matthew uh, gives us uh, uh, Joseph's genealogy. Luke gives us Mary's genealogy. But they all travel through, um, you know, through to David. Okay? And uh, so this is fulfilled. Look at Acts chapter 2. Let's see some New Testament commentary. Pastor Dan, okay, you said the Old Testament says that David is this, uh, Jesus is this seed. How do we know that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 29 and 30, the Bible says, Men and brethren, well, first off, who this, this is the very first message uh, of the church. Peter is preaching the very first gospel message with Holy Ghost power, okay, after the Lord ascends. And he says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Okay? We saw the sepulcher in Jerusalem. It's rumor. It might not be the exact one, but, you know, at Peter's time when he's preaching, he said, guess who's, I can take you today to David's grave. He's dead. He's buried. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God hath sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up who? The Messiah, Christ, to sit on his throne. So, so here we see that the, the, that prophecy that Nathan came and told to David, that prophecy was of Jesus, ultimately. And, and it, it, so a lot of times prophecies in the Old Testament have double fulfillment, right? Of course, part of that is speaking about Solomon, but ultimately Solomon isn't going to live forever. Who is it talking about? David's greater son, right? And who is that? It's the Christ, the Messiah. Look at Acts chapter 13. Peter's preaching. Acts chapter 13, Paul's preaching. Acts chapter 13, verse 16. More New Testament commentary on the Old Testament. Then Paul stood up and beckoning with the hand, with his hand said, men, and, men of Israel and ye that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people uh, which uh, when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt and with a high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of 40 years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he divided their land and to them by lot. And after that he gave unto them judges out of the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward they desired a king, and God gave unto them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of forty years. 
And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom he also gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Of this man's, what's that next word? Seed, what are we following? The seed. Of this man's seed hath God according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. Okay? In Romans chapter 1, Paul again, writing to the Romans. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So, here's the promise. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. There's his humanity. He came through who? David. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. There's his deity. Verse 3, humanity. Verse 4, deity. And we trace the humanness, uh, the humanity of the Messiah through David, David's son. And uh, um, we, we won't go there, but this Sunday, it just so happens to be uh, in, in the Gospel of Mark where we're preaching at Winnesquam, um, we'll be, we'll be uh, speaking about David also, where Christ asked the people who have been asking him all these questions to try to trick him. Uh, David talks about the Messiah. Whose son is he? You know, how can the Messiah be David's son? So, so, so here's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful prophecy that observant Jewish people and Jewish people who, who do understand a little bit of, of their Bible would know about. And here are fulfillments. Um, and, and we don't have to go very far into the New Testament. Matthew, Acts, you know, uh, Romans, uh, where, where we see that Jesus is the fulfillment of these Old Testament uh, prophecies. So, through the seed of David. Okay? All right. 